I hear them talking in the streets, but they don't say the real. We really debating the industry and what the six of feel. Cold shoulders turn to open arms when you on for real. Ain't no strangers to the bricks. Now let's build something for real. It's too real, real, it's too real. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your boy E. It's Too Real the Podcast. How y'all doing out there, man? Hope y'all doing good. You know what I'm saying? I'm actually having a pretty good week, so hopefully I can, you know, share some of that energy with you guys sonically. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, man. It's just it's been a pretty good week. Only thing is, I'm kind of annoyed right now. Yo, the fucking the people, the fucking garbage people, or like the recycling people, or whatever that you want to call them. I realize, yo, in my area, they really start coming whenever they want. I know when there's holidays, like, it gets a little mixed up, but, like, there ain't been no holidays in a minute. And today, like, basically, people don't know the day anymore, so basically people just go by what the other neighbor does. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we see one neighbor, if one neighbor sees another person put out the garbage or the recycling out, you just follow suit because you're not trying to miss it because they come at, like, 7 in the morning. So... Fucking one neighbor, I guess one neighbor puts out the shit, so everybody follows suit, right? And then here we are now, two days later, and there's just mad shit outside, like mad recycling, just mad shit open. I don't know if animals hit it, cars, like it is, it looks crazy outside, and still don't know when they're coming, you know what I'm saying? So that shit's crazy, man. The city, the city, this, the city needs to do some shit about that. Cause this shit been happening for a minute, but um, other than that, man, I'm just happy to see no snow falling for a little bit, man. I'm hoping we can get past this stage and get to the spring. You know what I'm saying? Spring means playoffs. Spring means spring. It just once the sun's out, people are just a lot more happier. A lot more opportunities arise. You know what I'm saying? It's just a better time, better vibes. Um, man, I'm just I'm just so happy to live in Toronto, man. I, New York has got um weed legalized recreationally. You know what I mean? Shout out to them. Congratulations. Um, it's legal in the whole Canada if you're listening anywhere and you don't know that. But I really wanna say shout out to Canada for legalizing this shit, man. And just just the weed bit like there's there's business. There's literally a whole new industry of money being made in Toronto with this dispensary shit. With this this weed map shit, people driving and delivering, people are doing it illegally, legally. Like there's just so many opportunities, but what it all what 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 it all comes down to is just the smoker. You know what I'm saying? The consumer has so many options, and now there's literally the best product out here. You know what I'm saying? I'm actually smoking some really good weed. It's not like the weed in Toronto has been shit. You know what I'm saying? I've been places and I'm like, yo, this shit is nasty, but. It's crazy. I just can't explain it, man. I feel like, yeah, like all the shit that's in Cali, you can get in Toronto too now. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I couldn't imagine growing up in California. Like, those guys probably just smoke weed. They probably been smoking the best weed their whole life. They could never even travel anywhere else. You know what I'm saying? Probably be like, yo, this shit is nasty. This shit is dirt. But yeah, that's my little weed chick. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just saw another state in America got illegal. You know what I'm saying? So. They need to speed that up, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully they can get it legal in, in the whole America because there's a dude from Toronto that went out there um, and he actually caught a charge being at South Beach in Miami and he was smoking by the beach and he actually caught a charge. 
and he had to fight that charge. So it's like, damn, like, you do you really expect people to want to go to Miami and South Beach and be on the beach, be walking in that sun and just feeling good, getting drunk and not want to smoke? You know what I'm saying? So it's it's something that they got to fix, and they got to fix it now. Even though I seen Bernie Sanders on The Breakfast Club, he was talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Um, he was talking about how it's so, too many people in jail for, for weed, and, and it's, it's, it's affecting the black community a lot. Because, come on, man. It's just weed. Like, literally, it's literally just weed, man. This ain't no pharmaceuticals. This ain't stolen. This ain't no corporation. This is some grown shit, man. This is plants. This could be kale. It could be broccoli. But it's just grown differently. It's a different seed. You know what I'm saying? Like, for you guys to really be treating it like people are... I don't want it, man. Whatever. But even Bernie Sanders, too, man. He's running... <laughs> America, America is, 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 is in for some shit. At least shout out to Hillary Clinton. Not really shout out in a good way, but she she came out recently and said, and said she has no intention of running with Donald Trump, running against Donald Trump in 2020. You know what I'm saying? Bernie Sanders is running against Donald Trump. Like, where are the young people? You know what I'm saying? I know Kamala Harris is there, but even the black community doesn't seem to be on her side. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. That's just American politics, man. But if at the end of the day, from what it looks like, if Trump has to run against Bernie Sanders and Kamala Harris, that's just from who, from who I see right now. Yeah, man, he he's got another four years in that motherfucker. So we are gonna see, man. Uh, uh, what new albums dropped? What new album dropped? Um, two chains new album dropped. To keep it real, like like always, man. When a new album drops, I don't really get a chance to listen to it. You know what I'm saying? I I listen to it once or twice over the weekend. Um. It was cool. It's two chains. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm not dissing or nothing. Two chains is a great lyricist. Picks good beats. He does trap. He has flows. It's great. You know what I'm saying? But honestly, I didn't really really focus. Get a chance to focus on it. Whose album I actually got a chance to sit back and listen to was the Offset album, man. And y'all was tripping. Like anybody who was on Instagram or Twitter or whatever it was, whatever who was dissing that album, I can understand why you would. If you're just a Migo trap, if you're a guy that only listens to the Migos, Lil Baby, Gunner, 21 Savage, and um, just straight trap, you know what I'm saying, Key Glock, Young Young Dolph, then I can understand that you're not going to want to hear what Offset's saying. But this album was different still, and I actually, I like the album, Father Four. I love albums that have concepts, you know what I'm saying? It's really about being a dad, really talking about um, going to prison, Basically, not knowing his kid, um, having having a, I think he had, it was a daughter or a son that he didn't know who the baby mama is. Like, I still don't know your mama. Like, yo, the songs he got some, he got some good shit on there. The song with Gunner's dope, um, the quarter million with Gucci. Yo, I really like Offset's album still, and I always say Offset's my favorite Migo, but like when I when I said when I used to say that, I, I really meant that he's my favorite Migo because. He's lyrical. I've never heard him slow his flows down like this. Maybe I haven't been listening like th- too much, but he was really rapping like a real, like not, not to say a real rapper, but the traditional rapper. Like he wasn't, this wasn't all just trap. He was actually rapping, telling stories, you know what I mean? Giving emotions and painting pictures. It was actually pretty dope, man. Um, then you still got the little Migos shit in there with Quavo, you know what I'm saying? Then he, the legacy song with Travis Scott and 2 Chainz, that's, 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 that's trap sound, you know what I'm saying? So, I think Offset's album is is pretty dope, man. Like a lot of people was really really hating on it, but that's because they're not trying to listen. You know what I'm saying? If you really want to listen to the album, 
I think Offset put out a good album, man. I don't even know what the sales did. Let me even look at the, what the sales did. But yeah, he he didn't do too bad. He did eighty nine thousand. Um, seven thousand were traditional album sales. Gonna beat him for number for number one, I think though. Gonna had ninety thousand equivalent and seven thousand traditional album sales. Man, shout to that. Shout to the fans that really still buy albums. You know what I'm saying? Especially because it's really just gonna stay on your phone. You know what I'm saying? And you and you can just download it. You know what I'm saying? So that's dope. Um, eighty nine thousand. That's not bad. That's not bad, man. And for the album it did, like when no, I don't think there's a I don't, is there like a, a lead song? I don't think there's like a lead song on there or some shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? No, no single. But that album is dope, man. Shout out to Offset. I really listened to it. Gunner's album, you already know what I feel about it. That's, that's a whole bunch of drip right there, man. Gunner's album is fly. Um, yeah, I'm going to really try to go through the two chains this week. I don't think anybody else is dropping this week. That's supposed to be super important. Um, I don't know if I told you guys last week French from 3M dropped his mixtape, you know what I'm saying? So make sure you guys go listen to that. That's a Toronto artist who's been he's he's Mr. Consistent consistent, let me say. Um he's he's continued to drop music after music and he hasn't disappointed yet. Young Tory dropped his new mixtape mixtape called Rastar. Rast because you know he's a Rasta. You know what I'm saying? Straight Rasta, straight vegan, all that. Like he's really he was grown, he grew up a Rastafari. You know what I'm saying? So that's his new tape. It, he's, it's, I'm not going to say it's, it's It's just not my, always not my go-to and it's not my style, but he's good. You know what I'm saying? He has a, he has a feature from Fetty Wap on there. Uh, no, nah, he he's talented. Like for those that are into his sound, like there's definitely, you know what I mean? He has people that, that fuck with him. He's just not really for me. Um, I, But I'm just happy to keep seeing Toronto artists just keep dropping, man. End of the day, this is a way to feed themselves, you know what I'm saying? Legally. You know what I'm saying? A way to really just keep working. Keep working hard, do something you love, and and find a way to, to feed yourself. That's that's the goal, right? Whether you're super success um super famous as long as long as you're successful. You know what I'm saying? Uh Meek Mill previewed some new music. Um I guess like the new the new thing nowadays is to give your new music to a to an athlete. And just have them playing it, you know what I'm saying? And have people going crazy because they've never heard it before. And it just looks more exclusive. But um, Meek Mill went through James Harden and he had this new track um, that he had Harden listening to. I'm going to let y'all listen to Harden had the caption. Wow, the, the, the song sounds hard as hell, but it's the lyrics. Brown and Karuchi popping up like that. Well, when you hear those lyrics, obviously you would think he's talking about Nicki. You know what I mean? That was like the 
everybody was going off saying he was talking about Nikki. You know what I'm saying? Nikki got that good, good. Nikki be making these niggas go crazy. So Meek had to clear it up. And he said, <laughs> Meek said, I had six girlfriends in the last two years. So, you know what I'm saying? But a song like that, it's, it's always going to be, the anticipation is always going to be dope. And it's always going to be, um, it's going to have people wanting to hear it because people are still going to assume it's for Nikki. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's great marketing right there. You know what I'm saying? But definitely the song sounded hard and it's it's something relatable. You know what I mean? Everybody can have a have an ex and be looking at the nigga that she's with and be like, yo, like that nigga? You know what I'm saying? So I guess that's 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 it right there. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully we can get some new meek music. I'm I'm down for that. Um I don't know, man. I don't even know what, what's going on in hip-hop right now. Kodak, like, if you've been listening to the podcast for a minute, you know Kodak's my dog, and I fuck with Kodak Black. But when Kodak Black just, when he's just, when he's um, when he's on his, on his bullshit, he's on his bullshit, man, and you'll never know why. So here's, I just don't even know what he said in this whole clip besides Lil Wayne should die. And he should never, he should never been born or some shit. I'm gonna play the clip because I, I, I couldn't even understand what the fuck was going on. So you know he just started talking that that southern shit, but what, from what I heard, he said you maggot, you should have died when you was a baby. I don't like nobody knows why he did this. You know what I'm saying? He made a video, but it still doesn't really make sense as to what's going on. And you know what I'm saying? And obviously, Luane's daughter Regine, you know what I mean? She took offense to that, and she went. She wrote a whole long post saying you you new rappers need to respect my daddy. Blah blah blah. Not blah blah blah, but that you know it was a long post. And she said, your last album sounded like my, my, my daddy's old shit, you know? And then Kodak, yo, man, Kodak is just a disrespectful nigga, man. So Kodak comes back now. And I, I, I still can't tell you why this is going on. You know what I'm saying? But this is what Kodak does. He tries to explain what happened, which we, you still don't get an explanation. <laughs> it's like, yo, for a nigga that's so smart and so vivid in his music, it's crazy. Like... When he wants to explain himself, he'll really just just dumb it down and have you just in a maze, wondering what the fuck he's talking about. But here, here's, here's Kodak. Man, dude, I'm in a club. They talking about dude safe and pull up on you and come show you some love. That's what they say. That's what they say. They say Luane for come pull up and come show you some love, bro. So now the club, at the end, I say, well, Luane is. Why y'all trying to make it seem like a nigga like why y'all trying to make it seem like a nigga about, like, said some crazy shit, like, oh, oh, like a nigga with a fight. Lil Wayne said he finna gonna pull up and show me some love. Why the fuck would I touch Lil Wayne, man? Come on now, man. Lil Wayne getting old. Lil Wayne getting old. Lil Wayne, like, come on now, bro. Come on now, man. The Carter. The Carter. The Carter, man. Why would I come on now, man? Come on now, bro. Damn. 
Nigga said, yeah, little Carter. So what from what I'm gather what I'm trying to gather, Kodak, apparently whoever was at the club, I think it was at Miami, it was at Club Live, which is Lil Wayne's spot that he frequents a lot. Um apparently they said Lil Wayne's gonna pull up and show him some love. So I guess Kodak took it as a disrespect that Lil Wayne didn't show up and pull him some show him some love. You know what I'm saying? And so he just said he should have died. And you know, they've had this little issue going on back and forth when Lil Wayne said he didn't know who Kodak Black was, which obviously he had to have known who Kodak Black was. You know what I'm saying? Because Kodak was definitely killing it. And I don't want to hear Lil Wayne's in his own world. He don't he don't watch nothing. Nah, that's bullshit. But um, so from then, Kodak said he wanted to fight Lil Wayne. You know what I'm saying? He wanted to beat him up. But it's crazy because Reginae started standing up for Lil Wayne then, right? And then Kodak called Reginae a bald-headed little girl. And then, and you know, Kodak, for some reason, just has a problem. I don't know why he's calling Reginae a bald-headed little girl. You know, it had Reginae... Going on Instagram showing that she has natural hair, which is which is really long. You know what I'm saying? Kodak has he has a little issue where he's always getting at black women. I don't know why. You know what I'm saying? That bald head remark was 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 a was a diss. So I guess man, yo, it, it was it was it was a long a long little post, man. So after this post with Regina now. Toya comes in, which is Lil Wayne's baby mom's, who she, you know, they're not together, but, you know, Rich is Regine's mom. She just says, boy, fuck you. And my boy Kodak, <laughs> yo, Kodak is just a wild nigga, man. Yo, I just, you have to understand how wild this nigga is. He just, hold up. He goes, if I ain't have a, no girlfriend, I'll fuck the shit out of your fine ass. Happy New Year's. God bless. And it's like, that's how you left it. Like, if Toya, there's no way to respond to that. Like, you just got to leave it at that. Like, this nigga ain't even playing. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> that's some shit right there, nigga. Yo, Kodak's just a wild boy, man. I'm going to keep it like that. Um, oh, I'm just here scrolling, you know what I'm saying, on the shade room. And I see some good news. For It says, a second HIV patient is in... Remission after new research suggests the cure may be discovered soon. In London, researchers in London have made a huge breakthrough with a man who is HIV positive, according to CNBC. The London patient is said to be in remission after receiving a bone marrow transplant. After a series of tests, researchers confirmed the man's virus was undetectable, even though he's been off antiviral therapy for 18 months. Apparently, researchers used the same technique on the London patient as he did this year, years ago as a Berlin patient, and the virus did go into remission. Well, that's dope, man. Shout out to the people that need that, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully it's a real thing, you know what I'm saying? Um, Dr. Seppi has, has also had his own remedies for curing HIV. People said it worked. I don't know about that, but end of the day, you should practice safe sex. Like, none of that. I know there's a cure. I think there's actually even a drug that people say that you can take every day, which has crazy side effects, and it can stop you from getting HIV. Still wearing motherfucking condom, man. Just don't, just don't do that. Just don't take those risks and play those games. Um, who knows where Magic? And it's not even to make a diss. Who knows where Magic Johnson could have been if he never got sick? You know what I'm saying? Like he had five rings. Who knows if he could have had more than Michael Jordan? He had to take time off the game and come back. You know what I'm saying? So you never know. But just honestly, and they just practice. Safe sex, man, and get tested and be healthy. That's 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 all you could really wish for. Um, 
Hopefully they can find a cure for cancer, man, because that's that's the real one out here, man. Like obviously HIV is a deadly disease, but I think there's more awareness by you know what I mean preventing it. Cancer is something that's really just taking lives and really just destroying families, destroying people, man. So that's I think that's what we really really need, man. And obviously there probably could be a cure, but you know big business and all that. And I was talking to a lady the other day. She works in. Um, she works in the admin office of the cancer. I can't remember what she said, but she basically books the chemotherapy for the places and stuff. And I was asking her about how expensive it is. And we just got to say shout out to Canada, man, because she says, you know, majority of it, like a good majority of it is covered by OHIP. And she said, like, sometimes patients need two treatments a, a month or, or she might have said a week or a month. I can't remember. And she said the treatments are like $3,000. And she was telling me how people in America, they got to pay for that. Like, And it's like, damn, like you're dying and you have to stress about how to pay your bills, how to worry about how to get healthy. And you, you know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. And your family got to put up all this money, maybe take a loan and you still may pass. So it's like, whatever Doug Ford thinks he's trying to do with the, the healthcare system, my nigga, you got to chill. Like, you cannot, you cannot, man. We, people are... We have a good healthcare system, man. It's taking care of a lot of people, man. You cannot do that shit, man. But um, to all those battling something, man, just stay positive, man. Just keep the fight alive. You never know. You never know when the odds may, may, may go in your favor. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yo, man, you know who's had a crazy year, man? A crazy year. I don't know what's going on with my boy, man. But Dame Dash had to turn himself in to the NYPD from over a three-year warrant about unpaid child support. You know what I'm saying? I just don't know, man. I just don't know. Because, you know, Dame is always popping that shit, take care of your family. And I'm not saying he doesn't because Dame, Dame said he just gave the the mother who's he's in trouble for not giving her child support, he said he just gave her 150 to buy a house. But she probably was like, yeah, you gave me 150000 to buy a house, but that don't got nothing to do with... The payments, nigga. You know what I'm saying? But he's he's turned himself in. He was, he, he said right before he turned himself in, he's, he, he did nothing wrong. He doesn't mind doing three or four days that he'll be out and he's going to figure it out. And this all goes against... This all goes against... Because um, he's trying to buy the company back, Rachel Rachel Roy, who was his, his first um, child's mother and... He's trying to basically buy the company back, and she's giving him problems because of these uh, payments and issues they have. So it's just a lot going on for Dame Dash, and this is the guy that, you know what I mean? He's always telling people to stay out of people's business, but fuck, his business is all up in the news right now, you know what I'm saying? And from all the wild shit he was doing with the apologies to the Foxy Brown line, it's just like, I don't know, man. Dame has never, the funny thing is Dame, when he did that Breakfast Club interview with the um, about the chatty patties and all that, that was the first time he popped up in a long time, and then he disappeared after that. Like he doesn't really, he was never really out there like on social media. Now he's all over the place. I mean, so that that could mean a good thing, you know what I'm saying? But hope we gonna figure out this this child support situation with Dame Dash because I know Dame Dash holds his family down. That's that's literally his motto. It's just really weird, though. You know what I'm saying? And I made a mistake. I'm literally looking at the article right now. It's over 400,000. You know what I'm saying? And I know it's been three years since this has been going on, but damn, damn, like, if you know this is going on, you know you got a warrant, like, how do you not know that you haven't paid 400,000 worth of child support? 
And it's kind of crazy. I think maybe Dame has to go revisit what he was making. This ain't the two thousands. I don't think Dame should be paying anywhere child support over four hundred thousand. Like I don't think Dame's making that type of money. But it's just a trip to see. You know what I'm saying? Like he has not been in the media at all. But all of a sudden he's all over the place. I know Jay's just tripping. Like damn, bro. Like you ain't pay your child support, bro. Quick, do finish your breakfast. <laughs> nah, I'm playing. But um. Yeah, man, that's that's what's going on with Dame Dame. Um, last week I spoke on the Tristan Thompson and Jordan Woods um, debacle with Chloe, um, and I told you that the interview was coming out. The interview came out with Jada Pinkett Smith. I'm gonna play a clip for you before I I, I talk about exactly what I feel about the interview. Sunday night, I went to dinner with some friends. And I went to this bar after there was a party going on. I was minding my business, dancing, drinking. Tristan was there. He was doing his own thing. The group of girls that I'm with are like, you know, we're going to go to a house. On the way out, they're saying it's Tristan's house. I'm like, cool. That's okay. Feels like a safe environment. I'd rather it be his house than a random stranger. Right. He didn't even personally invite me there. You know, we're all dancing and we're all drinking and we're all enjoying the time. And I'm not thinking I shouldn't be here. Right. And that's my first step where I went wrong. Never once was I giving him a lap dance, making out with him, sitting all over him. It's just we're all together. We're in a group. Never once did we leave the public area go to a bedroom, go to a bathroom. We're all in plain sight, but my legs were were laying right over his. Got it. Okay. My butt was never sitting on him. But your legs were, so he was. But my legs were dangling down, so I picked them up and I put them over. And, you know, I tell everyone I'm leaving. I tell Tristan I'm leaving. And he's like, are you sure? You know, it's fine. You can You can be safe here. And I'm like, you know what? I need to go. My car's outside. I had to drive outside. It's been waiting. Um, So this is where the story gets tricky because I can't point fingers. Yep. Don't do it. And I can't say this, you did this, or you did, because I allowed myself to be in that position. On the way out, he did kiss me. No. What do you mean by kiss? It's just no passion, no nothing on the way out. He just kissed me and and like a tongue kiss, like a peck on the lips, peck on the like a No, it, it was like a kiss on the lips, but no tongue kiss, no making out. Got it. Nothing. Oh, and man. I don't think that he's I'm a, listen, I'm not even gonna listen to any more of this. Here's the thing. I have like two, three things to say about this whole debacle. Jordan Woods, the narrative is Jordan Woods is some poor, broke girl who Kylie just looks after. Um, if you watch the Red Table interview, it gives you a lot more background on who she is. And you know what I'm saying? She's not really doing too bad. Um, her father was the sound engineer on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air um, series for all, I think, all seven or six seasons. And they developed a close relationship with Will. So from there, when when she had when her father had his first child, which was her, she's been in the Smith family 
for a long time. So she's not poor. She's not less fortunate or whatever. Kylie didn't pick her up off the street or whatever. But so she's from a pretty good home. And, you know, she has pretty good affiliates as to why Jada Smith said that three families were affected, the Kardashians, the Woods, and the Smiths. And, you know, and Jada went into explain their whole ties and why she cares so much about her and her and Jaden Smith are so cool and they've been growing up together. All right, cool. My thing is that I sh- I'll probably never watch another Red Table interview. And I know Jada's a sensitive person. She cares about people. She's not trying to get salacious headlines or whatever. But this interview was not it, man. This interview was not it. Like Jada just let her say whatever she wanted and did not pick any, and I mean, did not even like ask questions. So let's get into the story. Shorty says she was drunk and she went to a party. That That's all fine. You know what I'm saying? Even the fact that it's your best friend's sister's quote-unquote ex, because that's what Jordan said in an interview, she knew that Chloe and Tristan weren't together. Right? But, okay. But how do you get to the part where your legs, she says, I, my ass wasn't on him, I wasn't giving him a lap dance or nothing, but my legs were on him. Let me tell you something. I'm a nigga. And every nigga listening to the pod, this podcast, or even a man, any man listening to this podcast, when a girl comes, sits beside you anywhere, party, anywhere, and she puts her legs on you, and you guys are like real intimate and close, like whispering in each other's ear and all that, there is no man alive that's not going to try and see if your legs are on him, especially wearing a... Um, I think she's wearing a skirt or whatever, but your legs are on him. There's no man that's not going to try and caress your legs. You've given him that green light to be like, yo, all right, my legs are dangling on you. He's going to, and you're sitting really close. He's going to try. Not to say that if you say no, he's going to keep going, but I'm just saying it's, you've, you've given him a little leniency to feel like, all right, her legs are dangling beside me on my legs, near my crotch, near my dick. And I think it's just natural for any man to see what's, what he can get away with next. You know what I'm saying? So I just don't believe that. I don't believe that your legs is on Tristan and he's not He's not touching your legs. You know what I'm saying? He's not trying to make his way to other places on your body. So it's just kind of it's just kind of hard for me to believe as a grown person who's been in situations before. It just doesn't sound real. It doesn't sound real. There's no. I just don't believe you're going to have your legs dangling on another man's legs. He's going to be chilling, talking to the rest of the party, drinking like nothing is happening. That that just doesn't sit well with me. I know for a fact another nigga, a nigga is going to try and see what this legs on my legs means. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm not sure if they've had sex or whatever, but just from what she said, tells me there's a lot more to the story. Um... I don't know, man. I really don't know. I don't know if we ever get the truth because Tristan seems to be living his best life. He's out with a, a whole bunch of other women right now. He's made no comments. You know what I mean? Why should he? He's not going to ride out Jordan and he probably can still get his girl back, so it don't really matter. Um, so that's just my take on that little interview, man. I don't know what the purpose or point was because anybody with a brain is going to see through a lot of holes in that. Like there was, There was no objectivity in that. You know what I'm saying? Jada just wanted to make it a safe environment for her, 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 her niece or whatever she refers to this girl as. And I can understand that. But as from like a journalist point of view, when the girl's asking questions and you're not like, come on, your legs dangling. Nah, man. Everybody knows I'm right about that shit. And I'm not hearing that. But it's good to know that um, Jordan Woods is not homeless and she's not, you know what I mean, some scally or some some strag. She's, she's from a good home and she has... 
people that could that could hold her down, like the Smith family. But one thing she does not have is Kylie Jenner anymore. And Kylie Jenner was just named on Forbes as the youngest billionaire ever. So I hear you, bro. Like the Smith is good. Like Will Smith and Jada, they they're good. They got money. They can help you out if you're down. But yo, what Jay Z say? One billion, one billionaire. Why not hang hang around one billionaire? What's better than one billionaire? Two. That's what he said. I'm saying so. Like, and the other saying is you you hang around with three millionaires, you be the fourth one. You know what I'm saying? So Jordan was on her way to the riches and to wealth and the things that of of that nature. So she kind of really messed that up big time. Like Kylie's the youngest billionaire ever. Shout out to Kylie Jenner, man, because that right there, you being the youngest billionaire ever, has got Travis Scott tripping right now because over the weekend um a report came out that after valentine's day travis scott was cheating on kylie the tmz reported recently that um kylie says for now i'm still with travis and i'm waiting to see how things go but he knows his baby mama is a trophy trophy right now you know what i'm saying like a billion dollars everything in the game is gonna want to holler niggas with more money Niggas that look better than you, niggas that are white, niggas that have are billionaires that just want to make a trillionaire family. Like, you cannot mess up right now, man. You got to be on your A A game right now, man. All you niggas is cheating, hey, hey, and you got a you got a girl, and you know that she's not having it, man. You better, you better, you better move very smart, Travis. Like, I know how creative you are with your shows. You be doing like. Uh, monkey bars and shit jumping all over the crowd. You better find a monkey bar to your to your side piece house because Kylie's on that ass, man. And you don't want to lose Kylie Jenner right now after Tristan just lost Chloe. Um Tiger probably be in the cut waiting. Like, yo, I will not make a mistake right now. And if he gets Kylie back, he's gonna put another baby in there. You know what I'm saying? So Travis, I see you, bro. You're having a, a lot of success. Hold it down, man. Hold it down, man, because I'm telling you, you don't want to be a meme, man. Shorty just became a billionaire. Like, that that's that's really crazy, man. Under 25. Shout out to Kylie Jenner, man. That's that's really dope. And she doesn't really receive the hate like the rest of the family. You know, her and her sister, like, they're young. They ain't got no sex tape. They just kind of living in the moment. And they just follow the blueprint that the mother, their mother set for them. You know, so shout out to Kylie Jenner for real. Uh, Oprah. I mean, since we're talking to billionaires, Oprah's under fire. Now, let me change that. Oprah's never under fire. Oprah's just, like, you could say whatever you want about Oprah, and her money's never under fire. Her net, She has her own network. So it's not like, when I say under fire, under fire is a term that they use to say, like, oh, this person might be going down, and they ain't got nothing to go for them, and they ain't going to get no jobs or nothing. No, Oprah's perfectly fine. Um, it's it's the fans, it's the people who are coming at Oprah right now because it's, Michael Jackson documentary is causing a lot of issues, you know what I'm saying, for a lot of people, because I think it's called Leaving Neverland. Part two airs today, and Oprah has an interview with the two men who are, who are accusing Michael Jackson of raping them or molesting them, even though that they once testified under oath, both of them, Wade Robertson and the other person's name is Jason something, they both testified under oath and said that Michael Jackson did not touch them, that it was just a money play. You know what I'm saying? But in the, this day and age we, we live in, that don't matter no more, man. There's a whole new generation who never knew the Michael Jackson story, and there's 
Um, and HBO has a way to to come up off of that. You know what I'm saying? This, this is content. This is what people want to see. It's salacious. People love things like this, right? So uh, let's just see how it goes. But they have this interview with Oprah, and everybody's just wondering why Oprah had to involve herself in this, especially since Michael Jackson is not alive. Um, I, I saw a clip of the interview, and she's she's being objective. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not mad at her. I'm mad. I understand what people are saying. Like, all right, he's not alive. People know that these kids testified and took the money. Don't tarnish his legacy. I hear that Oprah doesn't need the bag. Don't get me wrong. So I don't know why she picked up this project. Maybe it's important to her why she wants to do it because Oprah doesn't need it. So that's why everybody's kind of looking at her like, you don't need this. Like, you, what, what's making you do this? HBO needs you for this. You know what I'm saying? You give HBO a lot more credibility being a black person interviewing these two women, you know what I'm saying, and talking about Michael, Michael Jackson. So I hear where people are coming from, but the clip that I saw, she was being objective, right? So I, I don't know, man. Like, we're going to, I'm not going to watch the, the shit, to be honest. You know what I'm saying? Everybody knows Michael Jackson was my dog, the king of pop. He was. He's super legend, and, and and tarnishing his name like this is, is is not cool. You know what I'm saying? Especially with him not being able to defend himself, and uh, reports so many things have come out of recent of that he, Michael, when this whole abuse thing was going on, Michael Jackson was under a 10 year investigation from the FBI, and the FBI had no evidence. They found nothing, no wrongdoings with Michael Jackson. So. This is just like a ruin a legacy play, especially these guys already got paid off. You know what I'm saying? Um, but Oprah was asking good questions. She said, "If why did why were they why did they keep associating with Michael Jackson if they, if they said that he had raped them, right, and molested them?" So from what I saw, she was asking questions. Obviously, it's all about public opinion. People are going to believe what they want to believe, and just having Oprah there, I guess it gives a little more verification. But as long as she's objective and she's not saying, yo, I believe you guys, then I'm not I'm not really mad at her. You know what I'm saying? I'm not mad at her. I'm mad at HBO. I'm mad at these two these two clowns who got paid off already, who already auctioned off Michael Jackson's glove. The the dude the dude is broke. You know what I'm saying? He probably took that money and never decided to get a career and never decided to do anything with his life but just live off the fact that, you know what I'm saying, you're known for being molested by Michael Jackson. He sold the glove. He sold a couple of things. He, I think he made like ninety-seven thousand of recent from some auction company selling some Michael Jackson items, and now he's doing the show. So we're gonna see. Um, one of Michael Jackson's nephews called in to the Breakfast Club. Taj used to be part of that that group called Three T, which was on I think Tito's sons, which was Three Three T was like three of Tito's sons. They used to sing. Michael Jackson used to um, executive produce their music and stuff, but. He called in and he and he had a lot to say about this documentary, talking about the ten year investigation that the FBI had. He spoke about how Michael Jackson was murdered, and that's been a a conspiracy out there. That if you talk to Michael Jackson before he died, he kept telling people they're going to kill me for my catalog. They're going to kill me for my catalog because he owned a majority majority of Sony's catalog. He was getting too much money. You know what I'm saying? Because he, he he owned the Beatles catalog. A lot of those classics, classic, classic, classics from top, top artists. Um, he owns their catalog, you know? So it's it's rough. It's rough, man. It's rough to, to tarnish his legacy. He's got family still here. And so many people look up to Michael Jackson. He changed so many people's lives just through his music and just through his entertainment and being such a 
a larger than life figure, it's kind of hard. It's going to bring up so many emotions in people. Again, this is going to be all over Twitter. This is going to bring up the people that believe he did it and start talking about cancel his music, don't play him no more. And then it's going to be the people that believe he didn't and, and feel that, yo, there's a dead man right now whose, whose legacy is being tarnished. You know what I'm saying? So rest in peace to Mike Jack, man. Michael J Joseph Jackson, the legend, the great, the 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 big dog. You know what I'm saying? Michael Jackson's that nigga, man. And these 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 guys got to be ashamed of themselves. You know? I won't be surprised 10 years later from now for another bag. They come out and say that they lied. You know what I'm saying? Just to get another bag. But... Like I said, people are starting to ban his music. Quebec, like nobody cares about Quebec, but Quebec has already started taking Michael Jackson's music off the radio stations. Like, the, nothing has changed. Like, all the same evidence is still out there. Other than that, these kids are now grown men. You know what I'm saying? And now you want to take Michael Jackson's music off. Quebec can go. Quebec is their own little. They're not even in Canada in their own mind. So we're gonna let them rock. But I'm not feeling that, man. Mike Mike Jack is my dog, and. I hate that this is happening, but you know what I'm saying? Everybody has the right to say what they want and to believe what they want to believe. But we're going to see, man. We're going to see because I'm not watching it, to be honest. Um, man, see, yo, yo, justice, you know what I'm saying? Justice is, justice is always going to be served, man. It can be... It can be 10 years later, it can be a second later, it can even be before you, just because you thought about the act, you know what I'm saying, you can be punished. But it's happening, man. R. Kelly, I don't know, man. It's happening. I think it, this is the time he's really about to go down. Just like with, when we watch Surviving R. Kelly and, they, and they, they replayed the interview with R. Kelly with Torrey, you know what I'm saying? This guy looks really sick. I'm going to say this, man. R. Kelly is um, he's out on bail now, and he's doing an interview with Gail King. I think she's from E! News. I'm not too sure where Gail King's from, but she's asking. I'm going to play this interview, man, because you know it's just very scary. It's, it's dark. When you watch it, it's just dark. You're seeing this guy that he doesn't even believe what he's saying. You know what I'm saying? I want to play this because this interview is going to be hot, man. I'm this is I'm watching this. I'm watching this. I believe it drops today. I mean, drops when the podcast drops. So we'll talk about that next week. But it's real because it's really crazy because she asks him questions and he's just not. He's not. He's not. He doesn't even say no. He's just. I mean, let me let me get this. This shit is literally scary, bro. This shit is scary. Uh, Girls. Do you still sit here and say you have never been with underage girls? Can you really say that? I sit here and say this. I had two cases back then that I said in the beginning of the interview that I would not talk about because of my ongoing case now. Okay. Okay. okay fair enough. But okay. I will tell you this. People are going back to my past. Okay. That's exactly what they're doing. They're going back to the past and they're trying to add all of this stuff now to that, to make all of the stuff that's going on now feels real to people. But the past is relevant with you with underage girls. Absolutely no, it's not. Why? Because for one, I beat my case. 
When you beat something, you, you quitted. beat it. You were quitted. We can't double jeopardy me like that. You can't. It's not fair. It's not fair to nobody. When you beat your case, you beat your case. But I'm not talking about the one case in which you were acquitted. I'm talking about the other cases where women have come forward mm-hmm. and said, R. Kelly had sex with me mm-hmm. when I was under the age of 18. Mm-hmm. R. Kelly was abusive to me emotionally and physically and verbally. Okay. R. Kelly took me in a black room where unspeakable things happened. This is what they're saying about you. Not this, true. These, are, these aren't old rumors. Not true. Whether they're old rumors, new rumors, Why would they future say this rumors, about you? not true. Kelly became much more emotional as Gail continued her questioning. Here's more of that. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you have never held anybody against their will. I don't need to. That, Why would I? Well, I'm, I'm, How stupid would it never be held for anybody. R. Kelly with all I've been through in my way, way past... To hold somebody, let alone four, five, six, fifty, you said. Why, how stupid would I be to do that? I didn't say you were holding. That's stupid, guys. I didn't Is this camera on me? Yes, it's on. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Don't forget the blogs. Forget how you feel about me. Hate me if you want to. Love me if you want. But just use your common sense. How stupid would it be for me to, with my crazy past and what I've been through, Oh, right now, I just think I need to be a monster and hold girls against their will, chain them up in my basement, and, and don't let them eat and don't let them out unless they need some shoes down the street from their uncle. Robert, Stop it. Y'all quit playing. Quit playing. Robert. I didn't do this stuff. This is not me. I'm fighting for my life. I'm fighting for my life. Yo, that right there is fucking crazy. And if you actually have to see the visuals and you've seen the actual picture of R. Kelly doing this, groveling, begging, fighting for his life for real. She asked you, have you ever had sex? Are you going to say you have never been with any underage girls? And he just went and started saying, no, I never. I deny that. I, I I don't want anything to do with underage girls. He started going in this long, long story talking about double jeopardy. For those that don't know, double jeopardy is um, like it's a law. I don't know if it's in Canada, but I know it's in America for sure, where you, if you beat your charge or even if you're charged with a charge and convicted and somehow evidence comes up again that could probably fry you more or even you beat the charges and then something comes up with evidence that could get you charged again, there's circumstances where they they just can't try you. It's just because you've been put in jeopardy. They don't want to put you in jeopardy again. So double jeopardy means you've put your your family out there, your life out there. It's just made you very uncomfortable situation. So the, the law doesn't let you do that. I think there's a couple of cases in America where a Supreme Court just ruled and said, all right, you're, we're going to take you to trial again. You know what I'm saying? But it's very rare. But that does not apply in R. Kelly's case because the case that what he went to, to um, trial for, was it 10 years ago, was for the one girl. There is several, and this is the part he keeps denying in the question. He's like, he's just spinning it. You know what I'm saying? He's not trying to answer, bro. There's 10 aggravated assault, sexual assault charges on you right now, bro. Like, they we're talking about 10 different people that say, yo, all 10 of those women are lying. I never did that. He can't say that. Gail King's literally asking him about all this shit, and he's, he can't deny it properly. Whether 80 years, whether 50 years, no, no. Why would I do that? How? 
crazy what I like. He tells the camera, he puts the camera, focuses on the camera. How stupid am I? How stupid is that? And that's the funny thing. That's what a serial fucking rapist would think. They'd be like, because that's what you would think at first. Why would R. Kelly, when I heard the story about the cults, I'm like, why would R. Kelly still be doing this at being caught the first time? Why would he still, why would he even need to do this? He's R. Kelly. He can get all the bitches he wants. They really want you to think that, my nigga. Yeah, you really would do it under our noses. Because that's how sick you are and thinking that nobody would suspect you. That's that's the sick part of being sick, motherfucker. Yeah, you can say it sounds stupid. It sounds stupid. No, bro. You, that's how sick and stupid you would be to do this shit because you're a fucked up motherfucker. That's the part that people don't understand about these, whether it's serial killers, serial rapists. They'll do that shit under your nose, bro. Right under your nose. He's nasty, man. Like, just to, I want to watch this whole interview, but I can't wait till the day he breaks down and confesses, because that's what I'm waiting for. I want to know what the fuck is wrong with you and why you're doing this. Like, your day is coming, bro. Your day is coming. They got tapes. They dead ass have tapes and 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 um, your voice on the tape saying, "Give me that fourteen year old pussy. You're finished, bro. You're finished." Like this. Yo, and then there's more about this interview, and she's talking about how John Legend's calling him a serial rapist, and he's blackballed for industry. Not blackballed, but Gail King's saying, nobody in the industry is going to work with you. Lady Gaga's apologizing for even working with you. Spotify's taking your shit down. Like, and he's just there looking baffled. Like, he doesn't know what to say. Talking about, I'm fighting for my life. You crying, bro. I, you, you People should really read that book, that, um, Daddy's Little Secret, about from one of the girls. It's like a free PDF. You can find it on Google, man. This nigga was really doing some shit to these girls, giving them herpes and really beating these girls, really like playing these mind games with these girls, man. He had like a witch doctor, like, and the circumstances is just so different now in 2019. Um, when he was going through his shit throughout his whole career, social media wasn't there, and that's for number one. And he was the man. You know what I'm saying? He was the man. He was the pen. He was making these... These labels, hundreds of millions of dollars. That's just when music was at its highest. So I know labels were looking at him like, yo, fuck, we got to keep him popping, keep him out here, clean up his name, crisis team, all that good shit. But it's fast forward 2019, you find out R. Kelly's broke, and now he can't tour. He doesn't even own his publishing. He doesn't own I Believe I Can Fly. He don't own none of that shit, none of them classics. I don't think he owns AJ But Number, the, like he wrote for um, Aaliyah. He don't own um, Bump and Grind. He don't own none of that shit. The nigga's broke. His publishing's all fucked up. So in hindsight, it's like, damn, nigga, you really about to go down. Like, this lawyer might even, might just be doing this for, for hopefully he had a, not, not hopefully, I don't give a fuck about this thing. Maybe he had a retainer, and that's why this lawyer's doing this, because they're really talking like, R. Kelly is broke, broke. You know what I'm saying? Like, we gonna see, man, but I, I can't wait for him to go down, man, and yeah, that's just that's just how I feel about the Kale situation, to be honest. Um, what else is happening out there? Um, Kanye West, man, the bozo. But this time, I'm, I'm gonna let him rock. I'm gonna let him rock because there's some real shit going on out there that could really um, affect the music industry. Um, Kanye West is suing EMI, who is his publishing company, because. In Kanye's contract, let me tell you what Kanye's contract says. It says, buried in the language of an extension to his music publishing deal with EMI is this clause. I don't know how his lawyers didn't see this or they just didn't care at the time. 
At no time during the term will you seek to retire as a songwriter, recording artist, or producer, or take any extended hiatus during which you are not actively pursuing your musical career in the same basic manner as you have pursued such career to, to date. So what they're saying is, bro, at no time, bro, do not retire. You cannot stop working as hard as you've been working and trying to be God level on as Kanye West type level. You know what I'm saying? Don't be thinking that you ain't putting out no albums and no hits because that's how you've always worked. You know what I'm saying? That's what they're saying. So basically they're saying that if you don't if you don't put out music, we don't make money. So that's in Kanye's contract. And right now Kanye's suing his record label, um his his publishing company to basically get out of that deal and recuperate the money. So he basically his one of his lawsuits saying the EMI lawsuit because he's also suing Rockefeller. I don't know how that that's gonna go, but the EMI lawsuit says that he wants his rights back, he wants copyright ownership back, and he wants them to compensate him for all the money they've earned as a result of of this contract. And here's why Kanye could have um, obviously a contract. You know, it's a contract. You usually hear in the music injury, it's a contract. Like my nigga, you signed it. Hold that. But Kanye West might have found a, a flaw in his contract because in Cal the state of California, there's a labor code called Section 2855. And it says, this code, this provision limits personal service contracts under California law to seven years and is often used by actors or performing artists to get out of their contracts. So apparently if you live in California, a contract can't be for more than seven years. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's worked a lot in court before. So we're going to see how this goes, man, because they say a lot of actors have used this to get out of their contracts in Hollywood. And I'm read, I've am read. i read this crazy article on DJ Booth. You should check it out. It literally says that some in some recording artist contracts, it literally says this contract is null and void if you move to California. Or in some contracts, it also says you can't even move to California because they know that artists will use this against them. You know what I'm saying? So... Kanye's been out there. Kanye has top lawyers. Kanye's been living in California for seven years. And if he can beat this case, then it's going to just be the the reference case for all artists to use to get out of their deals. You know what I'm saying? That would be super dope, man. Super dope. So you, on this one, I'm rooting for Kanye, man, because that, that, that is some slavery shit. Like, yo, you can't retire. Like, you can't get old and be like, yo, I want to be with my kids. You got to keep putting out this music, blood. We we need this. We need this back end. Like that's what EMI is saying, and I mean he, he's been living in Calabasas for years now. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully Kanye can 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 do that, man, and get his publishing back. And if if this whoever is the ruler and the courts can literally allow this to happen, the floodgates. There's a lot of artists that be living in California, and then from there, record labels and publishing companies are gonna have to start really playing nice. Like yo, bro. How can we come to the table and sit together? If Kanye can do this, because this is Kanye West, all the small fries will be able to get their shit back. You know what I'm saying? Because their publishing ain't, ain't, ain't worth what Kanye is worth. So that that's dope, man. Um, we can definitely see where this goes. I'm definitely gonna keep keep tuning into that, man. But that sounds like that sounds like slavery to me, man. You can't quit. Like you can't just stop. You can't stop working at the same pace. That's like telling LeBron James. You better keep playing like you was when in your rookie year. Niggas get old. Like niggas lose the passion at times. Like that that's actually sound crazy. You know what I'm saying? And 
since yeah, like LeBron, like speaking of LeBron, to be honest, man, I'm just I said it, I think on the last podcast I said I'm done saying he's the best in the game. Like we need to stop that. Like it's a we live in a what have you done for me lately society. And right now, like LeBron better go eighteen and oh, fifteen and three right now to to reclaim that status. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't see that happening in the West. I don't see that happening with this team. So, to be honest, I really think the Lakers should just tell LeBron, yo, chill out, bro. You're old. You've already missed some games this year. Just keep your body fresh. You work out. You'll be fine. Let us tank. Let us try to get Zion Williams. Let us try to get um, R.J. Barrett. Let's get somebody, man. Let's 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 tool up this chest, man. Let's let's be like the Celtics a bit and have draft picks and stock pick and, and assets and cap room. Like, that's the point what I'm saying. You're not trying to go see Golden State Warriors and get smoked. All that playoff mode activated, like, that was some East Eastern Conference talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love LeBron, but it's just not the same. Without the tools in the chest in the West, you're not going to do this with this Laker team. You need some real gunners. Like, you need some real players, top dogs, especially you're not... LeBron doesn't play defense. There's literally a clip from the... the the Clippers game, and Kyle Kuzma, listen, Kyle Kuzma, I think he's in his second year, he literally pushed LeBron, like, I've seen many players do this, like, push you push the player for the closeout, but he pushed, come on, this is a Hall of Famer top five, LeBron James, like, he pushed LeBron into, for the closeout, and like, he lit that ass pushed this guy, you know what I'm saying, to close the, um, the player out in the Clippers game. You know what I'm saying? I know LeBron's going to check him about that because, bro, like, there's mad clips flying around of you pushing me. Like, who who the fuck are you? You you let me. But it's just like LeBron's not playing defense. I just don't know, man. He just looks like the only time. Like, I've never seen LeBron look like this in a regular season. Like, I've seen him look like this in the playoffs last year when he knew he's not beating the Warriors and he just don't let you. I'm just trying to get home. I'm just trying to get home. I'm just trying to get, get up out of this jersey and go to L.A. Like, you saw him look, like, yo, defeated, and he doesn't want to be there. I've never seen him look like that during a regular season. Like, he just looks so defeated, man. Like, he's making errors out there, passing, hitting the backboard on inbound passes. It's This is it's, it's sad, man. It's sad, man. He's just, I don't know. And Brand, it's just weird because Brandon Ingram, ever since All-Star break, has been scoring, like, 23 points per game. They just can't win. LeBron's had triple-double numbers. Rondo's had a triple-double. They just can't win. They just got no defense. It's it's sad, man. I don't know what's going on with the Lakers. It's 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 disgusting to be honest, man. To see the Clippers and the Kings really just have the Lakers down there with LeBron on the team, like I don't know, man. Next year is gonna be next year is gonna have, and if nobody comes, it's just yo, it's just crazy. But we, there's really no news on the Lakers. Nothing good to talk about, so we're just gonna move on with that. Look, man. See. I don't know what to say, man, because I'm recording this podcast really late, man, and I don't know what to say. I'm going to keep it real because I was I was planning to fire on the Celtics, planning to give the Celtics everything. And if, if like you know, like I know, if you listen to the podcast and you stayed up till fucking one in the morning, the Celtics just blew out the Warriors, like blew out the Warriors at home. After they just got blown out by the Rockets, after they were on like a five-game losing streak, so I just don't know what to say about this team. To be honest, like I'm, I'm confused. I was gonna come here and shit on them, and 
I just I'm kind of like lost right now. To be honest, I don't know what to say because they just blew out the Warriors. Gordon Hayward looked great. <laughs> and I know that's not going to happen again, but I just don't want to talk bad about them right now because that performance was fucking crazy. I don't know if the Warriors weren't on their shit, but that performance was crazy out the gate. I don't even know if the Warriors even led the game at once. Like, that was a blowout, bro. I don't think you guys understand. Like, it was a blowout. Kyrie had 19 and 11. It was light work. 15 shots, 7 of 15. I know you hear that, Swan. Gordon Hayward was 12 of 16, 30 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists in 28 minutes. You're not getting that productivity from Gordon Hayward, but this is they were the best Celtics version of themselves yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was equally getting their shots. Everybody was hitting their shots. Um, Jason Tatum had 17 points in 27 minutes. 13 shots. Like it was it was efficient, man. Like it was they were playing defense. It was crazy. Jalen Brown had 18 points. It was that's the, the Celtics that we all th- believe can be there for the playoffs and they're gonna get it together. I hope they can rally behind this win because they actually have a big road game um big road trip. They're about to play the Lakers, they're about to play um a couple of West Coast teams, you know what I'm saying? So hopefully they can get it together. But I was dead ass coming to coming to get it then. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. But I'm not going to get at them yet because I, I believe in this team and I believe in Kyrie Irving, to be honest, man. Um, the Raptors lost earlier today to the, to the Rockets, but I'm not worried about the Raptors at all, to be honest. The Raptors the Raptors are fine. The Raptors are a really great team, man. I'm loving the Marcus Gasol addition. I didn't really see it at first, but he's a little liability on defensive end, you know what I mean, as far as him being kind of slow. You know what I'm saying? But... He moves that ball, man, and the the second unit is just yo. That's a, that's a veteran second unit, and not just a veteran second unit like a Raymond Felton. No, these are these are guys that are still active and that can still play. So, I think the Raptors have and this Eastern Conference is going to be nasty. It's going to be a real battle. It's going to be it's going to be a war. To be honest, it's going to be a real war um, with the Bucks, the Celtics, and and and, and the Sixers, and the Raps. It's going to be a war. Um, what was I going to say? But the Raptors, here's my thing. Raptors are a great team. And I hate that I have to always talk about Kawhi Leonard, but I feel like, I think, and I think this is the reason why it's hard for me to be a real committed fan because fans are delusional. Fans love the team so much that they're never real. And that's the part that, that never makes me fully commit to a team because any team I'm going to be a fan of, I'm going to be critical. And, Toronto Raptors fans are fucking in love with the players. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're in love with the players. Like, it's crazy. Same reason why, like, you know what I mean? I look kind of have issues with Kyle Lowry because if Toronto Raptors fans were objective about Kyle Lowry, then I wouldn't really be getting at him as much as I do. But they be talking about Lowry like he's really a top three point guard in the league, and that's not it. That's not that's not the case. You know what I'm saying? He he has a heart. I'm I'm not taking that away from Larry, but it's not even about Larry. This is about Kawhi Leonard, superstar Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, he'll get you 26 points. Yeah, he'll play great defense. But a superstar is someone who takes over a game. You know what I'm saying? When James Harden is just going off yesterday, I don't know why the clock could. Every, you guys talk about this defense. You know what I'm saying? Everybody talks about Kawhi's defense. I'm maybe saving it for the playoffs. I'm not saying he's a slouch, but people. The league. This is before he was a Raptor. When he was on the Spurs, everybody would say, "Yo, Kawhi's defense. He's the claw. He's defensive player of the year." 
James Harden's getting these buckets. I've seen niggas scoring him easy. But my thing is that as a superstar, I'm not, and I'm telling you, he'll get his 27 points, which is great, but superstars take over games. When it's when the other person on the other team is just going off, it's time for you to go off. That's the part that I don't get why he doesn't. When Harden's going for like 13 points straight, why are you not going for 10 points straight? Why are you not? That's what you see Kyrie do. You would see Steph do it. You see LeBron do it when he's playing well. You see KD do it. It's just weird. It's just weird to see Kawhi not take over games. Yeah, he'll get 27 points. I know that. But go get 40. Go get 40 on those nights that it's needed. That's the part that I don't understand. And I think he needs that, man. He needs that dog in him to, to really take over games. You know what I'm saying? I don't think he's doing that well. I think he just sits in the cut, does his little crossover, and just gets his buckets. But that's not what a superstar does. You know what I'm saying? That's not what a superstar does, to be honest. You got to really go out there and really take the game, like James Harden did last night. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's my only criticism of Kawhi. He just kind of like relaxes too much, and that that's not superstar-like. With all the ability he has, 27 is cool, but when there's times when 40 is needed. Um, yeah, man, the Thunder, I don't know what's going on with the Thunder. I still believe in them, but they need to get start getting some wins under their belt, to be honest, man. Um, I know Paul George was out, but that's not enough excuses to be losing some of the teams they were losing to. Um, but yeah, man, I, I think this is going to be shaping out to be a great season, man. I'm telling you, this last month for the standings, for the home court advantage, it's going to be real. You know what I'm saying? I can't wait to see it. Um. I'm telling you, just watching the Celtics, man. I know y'all hate the Celtics and y'all don't believe, but they gonna be balling. Um, yeah, man. I think that's it right now, man. Um, I want to talk about these three, these four kids that went missing in Toronto after a field trip. They went to the movies with their school and they were never seen. They were found. They're found now, but they were missing for like a day and a half. I don't know. We haven't got details as to what happened to them, but um. Thank God that they were safely returned. You know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of people were getting at them on uh, getting at CP24 and getting at the police um, because the kids are black. Uh, not obviously, but the kids are black and there was no Amber Alert. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. People are saying Amber Alerts are for abductions or whatever, but fuck, if kids are missing, kids are missing. I feel like you should alert the people before kids are missing for over 24 hours. Like we should have been alerted and it was a nighttime thing too. Thank God that they were found now, but I definitely understand where people are coming from as to why were there no Amber Alerts. You know what I'm saying? But thank God that everything was everything was good with them. But yeah, man, um, that's that's it for now, man. I'm I'm out. It's your boy E. It's, it's too real. Thanks for listening. If you made it this far, God bless you. Enjoy your week, man. Stay safe.